Welcome to Ask the Beauty Advisor, the podcast where you get personal beauty advice with your host and beauty advisor, Deanna Lynn. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Ask the Beauty Advisor, the podcast where we answer your health and beauty questions. This is November 2015. It's actually the Thanksgiving week, so happy Thanksgiving to everyone living in the U.S. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about skin exfoliation. I have had several listeners send me questions on this topic, so I thought maybe this would be a great subject for today's show. Some of the questions that I have been asked are, how often should I exfoliate? What is the difference between a glycolic peel and a chemical peel? And why are apricot scrubs so bad for your skin? These are just a few of the topics we're going to cover today with my guest, Pamela Springer. Now, Pamela Springer's been on the show before, and you may have heard her. She rocks the mic. Pamela is a skincare professional and trainer. She teaches other professionals advanced skincare techniques, and I'm so lucky to have her on today to help me with today's topic. We're going to be really digging into some advanced skincare techniques that can take your skincare routine to new heights. The technique of exfoliation is one that everybody should be doing regularly, but most people do it incorrectly, leading to major potentially irreversible skin damage. Now, I know this seems simple enough. The point of exfoliation, as you probably know, is to get rid of dry, dull, dead skin cells to reveal smooth, bright, youthful skin underneath. It's also important for making sure your skincare products aren't blocked from absorbing deeply into the skin not to mention preventing clogged and enlarged pores that come from having too much dead skin cells build up. Most of the methods people use to exfoliate their skin do more harm than good in the long run. So now ask yourself, have you ever made any of the following major exfoliation mistakes? 1. Used a facial exfoliating cleanser containing visible plastic beads or used a facial exfoliating cleanser containing crushed walnut shells or powdered apricot pits. 2. Used a mechanical spinning brush for more than three times a week or a facial scrub daily for more than four days in a row. Or have you used a magic buff puff, a pink Brillo pad type scrubber for your face? Have you used any home exfoliation or peel that has left your skin dry, red, or flaky? If you've answered yes to any of the above, you most likely have some level of skin damage related to your exfoliation routine. Let's go ahead now and tune into that interview I had with Pamela Springer. Hello, Pamela. Thank you for being on today. It's great to have you back. How have you been? Well, Deanna, I've been pretty doggone good. It's great, great hearing your voice, and it's fabulous being back on your show. I'm so well, excited. We're excited to have you here. Last time, your show was a big success. We talked about uh, sunscreens and stuff. So today, I know our subject is going to be exfoliation. So let's go ahead and dive into that. First of all, Pamela, why don't you tell the listeners why we should be exfoliating 
and what it can do for our skin. Well, many uh, of us have skin issues. And when I say that, some sort of conditioning, a condition. And exfoliating is a way of creating new cells to replace the old dead cells. And it helps to give the skin a more youthful appearance. It's going to help to smooth out wrinkles, even our skin tones. It may even unclog pores for oily skin individuals. And also, I love exfoliating because um, after a certain age, let's say we start aging um, after we reach 30, 35 years old, so things are slowing down. So a lot of times we get that buildup of a dead cell that we need to remove. And in removing it, your product ingredients are going to um, penetrate deeper into the layers of the skin and therefore you're going to get a better benefit from your product and they'll be more user-friendly and you'll see better results. So um, exfoliation can do a lot of uh, uh, phenomenal things to the skin. And there's two kinds. There's a uh, the exfoliation you might get from your home care product. And then the big guns are if you go to your esthetician or to a physician for exfoliation. Now, Pamela, let me ask you something. Is exfoliation good for all types of skin, including acne? And if so, what would be the best type of exfoliation for an acne skin type? Because as you know, that skin type can be very sensitive. So tell us a little bit about exfoliation for an acne skin type. Well, you hit the nail on the head. There are different exfoliating methods. The mechanical exfoliation is using maybe a scrub, uh, a brush like a Clarisonic uh, exfoliating brush. And that uses a sonic frequency that thoroughly removes the dirt and debris from the skin. There's buff puff, there's microderm abrasion is considered a, um, um, a mechanical or a manual exfoliation. But then the other exfoliation is a chemical peel. And that would include an alpha hydroxy acid or a beta uh, um, um, hydroxy acid. But getting back to your question on acne, a mechanical exfoliation should not be done if the acne is active. Why? Because if um, the pus-filled uh, lesions have bacteria, and as you're exfoliating, you're activating bacteria to um, uh, be spread around uh, the entire face. Also, the friction of a mechanical exfoliation can irritate and inflame the skin, which will exact exacerbate redness and in turn promote additional breakouts. So um, basically, mechanical um, exfoliation, I do not really recommend if that acne lesion is active. And when I say that, that's your inflamed acne, um, you'll see whiteheads, uh, pustules, and those, that's when I say um, active acne. Now, if the skin has like blackheads, um, or, you know, uh, other clogged pores, uh, basically, um, you could use a mechanical scrub. I don't like to recommend it because most people with acne feel as though their skin is dirty and they use too much pressure on the skin, causing more uh, problems than it's worth. 
So personally, I don't like um, people to buy home care um, um, things to, you know, like a buff puff or let's say a, a scrub um, because of that. So Pamela, would you recommend a chemical peel for someone who may have active acne? Chemical peels are great if you're seeing a professional, and that should be done by a professional, either a licensed physician or uh, a medical provider. Uh, you can buy products that have the acids in it that work wonders, especially if it's formulated with a salicylic. In some cases, if it is like uh, just wanting to, to keep your pores uh, clear, it can be a, a glycolic or AHA, and you can keep control of the breakout. The thing that happens with individuals with acne is that once the acne is under control, they continue to use the product. Using the product dries out the skin. With the skin being dry, that means the surface of the skin isn't, isn't protected, and that protection is so much water, so much oil. It has to be balanced. So now the water has dissipated, the moisture in the skin, and eventually the oil glands start pumping more oil to protect that top layer of the skin. As a result, the pores get clogged again, and voila, here we get a breakout. So... Basically, once your, the acne is controlled with, you know, the different chemical um, exfoliants that you may use as a home care product, now you need to use products that are hydrating, that will add water into the skin to balance it so that it will calm those oil glands down. What would you recommend for any skin type, the best way to exfoliate at home? And how often should we be exfoliating? Okay, if it is an acne um, a person, you can, you know, right in your kitchen, you might have some things in your pantry that you can use. You can use sugar, corn, or cornmeal. Um, you can put sugar with three, ta uh, three tablespoons of sugar with maybe one table of water or one tablespoon of sugar with two tablespoons of a nut-based oil and exfoliate that way if you feel as though that you have a, a thick layer of oil that is uh, on the skin. Um, again, we have products that are over-the-counter that they can purchase. Now, someone that has moderate acne, um, my suggestion would be to see a professional, and that could be an esthetician. If you find that you have a pustule uh, or if you have the deeper um, a nodule uh, acne, that requires you to see a medical professional, a dermatologist, and they will probably um, have you have a, a chemical peeling service, and it will probably be salicylic. Because salicylic actually, uh, 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 how should I say, dissolves the oil on the skin, and it also penetrates into the pore to help clean out those pores and get that acne under control. So salicylic is a great uh, acid to use either at home, in your home care product, and also I know that the professional will probably use the salicylic 
peeling agent for your skin. Tell us the difference between all these peels. What's a chemical peel, a glycolic peel, a fruit acid peel? Can you explain some of the differences between all these different types of acids? Yes, okay. Glycolic peels have been around forever. I, I think they started in the 80s, and it really um, took off. And we used to call it the lunchtime peel. I don't know if you remember that, Diana. I and do. People would run on their lunch hour and get this quick peel, took 15 to 20 minutes. You might be a little red, but you wouldn't have any downtime at all. So um, it was really great, and people really jumped on board. Finally, uh, salicylic came on board. Now, uh, AHA is basically uh, found in food, like um, uh, lactic acid is from milk, glycolic is from sugar. Um, you have your fruit acids, like your citric acid, mandelic acid is from bitter almonds. So most of an AHA, when you hear an AHA, and I'm talking about uh, a professional grade, okay, they have to be neutralized. They're uh, applied to the skin, and they stay on the skin depending on what the practitioner feels uh, is um, correct for your particular skin condition. So it could be on a minute, up to five minutes, or ten minutes. The um, stronger the peel, the less time it's on. The milder the peel, the longer it's on. And we uh, determine that by the peel's pH. And usually uh, there's a little stinging, a little irritation. But then you may go for a medical, to a medical office and they're finding that you have very deep wrinkles, let's say. And fine, there's no more fine lines. We really have deeper lines. Um, maybe you have a dark spot and precancerous lesions. Well, that acid is going to be very aggressive. And there will be a lot of stinging and there will be a lot of redness. And that AHA will stay on the, on the skin again from one to five minutes and will have to be neutralized. So someone like myself who's an esthetician, Using an AHA would be more of a superficial peel. Someone who's a medical um, a practitioner will use a medical grade, which will be more aggressive for the skin. So when we talk about AHAs, they're going to be neutralized. When you talk about a beta-hydroxy acid, which is a salicylic acid, they self-terminate. So it could be put on the skin and um, actually uh, just a frosting, we call it, looks like a powdery um, covering on the skin, is formed. And some people still um, neutralize it, which I find when you do that, it reactivates the peel. And in some instances, like a skin of color, you don't want to continue to reactivate because it heats and may cause... Um, hyperpigmentation, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Now, when we talk about uh, the different peels, the AHA is great for uh, uh, revitalizing the skin. Uh, it helps to rejuvenate and really smooth out uh, some of your fine lines and wrinkles. And like I said, it diminishes the appearance of dark spots and maybe precancerous uh, lesions. When it comes to the BHA or the salicylic, 
It's ideal for acne, ideal for enlarged pores, blackhead, and in a lot of cases for rosacea-prone skin if they can tolerate the chemical uh, peel. So all of these conditions are caused by uh, a lot of uh, our our lifestyles, um, how we take care of our skin. And I find when I see, you know, um, clients, a lot of times what they're doing is over exfoliating and they're causing the dryness. And with the causing of the dryness is aging their skin more. So again, um, there's, basically moderation uh, that you have to um, uh, take in, in under control for these acids. Um, when, um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I know. I'm so sorry. When I talk about AHA and you go to esthetician, you probably would have a series of peels. In other words, a series of three to six peeling that is performed either weekly or every other week. And then they're not going to exfoliate the skin for another maybe three to six months, depending on the results that you get. Now, that superficial peel, you're going to see results over a period of time. When it comes to a physician, his peel being much deeper, you might have some downtime with redness. You might be peeling or look like a burn victim for a week to a month, again, depending on the depth of the peel and what you're trying to achieve. Okay, so those are pretty much professional exfoliation treatments. But getting back to home care, how often should we be exfoliating at home? Depending on the skin. An aging skin that is getting thinner, remember, we're removing layers of, of dead cells. And honestly, that's our protective layer, protecting us from the environment, protecting us from bacteria getting into to our skin, into our body. So uh, we have to always be cognizant of what our skin type is. So if you are a much more mature person, I am not going to have you use abrasive uh, um, pads or abrasive um, scrubs on that skin every single night. But then you're going to have someone who's very oily or a male skin that's very thick, and they may have to exfoliate every two or three days. Now, one thing for a man is that if they shave, they're exfoliating every single day. But remember, they're still not irritating the skin. They're just taking that razor and removing hair from the surface. So it's a different, it's a lighter exfoliation. And my suggestion is that anyone that does exfoliate has to take in consideration the pressure that they're using if they're going to use a buff puff or um, a um, abrasive um, ingredients from a scrub. Now, you mentioned buff puffs. Buff puffs are those pink kind of Brillo pad things that people use to scrub their skin with. I'm not sure whether those are really good for the skin. I think they can break some capillaries. So give us your opinion of a buff puff. Again, I really don't like <laughs> unless um, if let's say they came to me and I felt as though this was something that they should use. I would have to demonstrate the pressure that they would use on their skin. I find that those who use a buff puff, they're trying to 
uh, overstimulate the skin, and in some cases, irritate it, and in some cases, create little small cuts where bacteria can get into the body. So I personally do not like buff puffs. I personally really don't like scrubs unless they look at the ingredients. Um, most scrubs, um, a lot of scrubs have ground walnut shells or the shell of a nut, which is jagged and can cause um, small cuts into the skin. Um, now the uh, polyurethane uh, uh, beads that they have in um, in some of these scrubs, they're, they're uh, requiring them to discontinue because of the environment and uh, what it does to the environment. So personally, I would rather someone use an exfoliant through either a toner, a um, moisturizer, a mask, and uh, it will tell them on the instructions exactly how to use that. And some of these masks, you know, you do once a week, and it's a peel-off mask. And when they peel it off, they're taking off um, layers of uh, dead cells that um, uh, are being removed. Now, I know there's another type of exfoliation that we haven't even discussed here, and that's microdermabrasion, where they use those crystals. Can you give us a little information about microdermabrasion and those crystals? Okay, well, years ago, they only had the aluminum crystals. Then they came out with the salt, and now, basically, it is a diamond tip that supposedly, uh, you know, real diamonds, and basically what it does is um, it has a vacuum and it, and it kind of sucks the skin and you just um, uh, lightly go over the surface of the skin and in the suction, it's sucking the dead cells into um, a filter in the microdermabrasion. I like they have a, uh, a tool called the Dermafile that I love. It has the same um, tip as a microdermabrasion, but it's a handheld. And with that handheld, you denote the pressure to actually use on the skin. All microdermabrasions aren't alike. In some cases, especially with skin of color, I have seen where they have caused a lot of damage to the skin because the suction was too aggressive for the skin. Uh, again, if a client has or if anyone has active acne, they should not use a microdermabrasion until that acne um, has um, been under control. Now, the one thing that I love about uh, the microdermabrasion is if you have scarring. And you can have a combination of the microdermabrasion and a chemical peel or a microdermabrasion and uh, microneedling. So I do love those instruments for um, acne scarring. Uh, I've seen some phenomenal results, even on skin of color, that um, are plagued with this the scarring and they're trying to smooth it out. Because um, the other alternative would be lasers, which are very expensive. And this treatment, in three or four treatments, you can see such a difference um, um, in the smoothing of the skin. 
Now, estheticians or facialists can use microdermabrasions. Am I correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've heard success has been with some of these home microdermabrasions that you, that uh, some of the clients have bought. Um, I personally have never used one, but I've heard some of the doctor's patients, um, you know, that use it. Um, they've gotten great results and they do still come in for services. Um, for a chemical peel or whatever the skin may need. The thing is, if you're going to remove something, you have to put it back. So if you're removing the layers of the skin, that means you're disrupting the um, the uh, acid mantle, which is the protective layer. And in cases of dry skin, you're losing the oil in the skin and the water. So your lipid dry as, as well as water dry. And you need to put things back in to seal that back and bring it back to its normal state. And most people don't do that. And with acne clients, they don't like the oil and they don't want to use moisturizer. So they're scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing and trying to remove all this oil. And two hours later, voila, that oil is back. And it's because they're stimulating the oil gland to produce oil. But then they're taking that protective layer, which also is going to get the oil glands to try to protect. So to for an oily client, they should add water. So they should have a moisturizer that is a lotion or a gel base, not an oil base. They need to hydrate so they can balance and therefore those glands calm down and now their skin becomes balanced and won't um, uh, be as oily. Uh, as uh, previously. Now, a lot of times after a professional peel, glycolic or, or a, even a chemical peel, uh, professionals use a, something called epidermal growth factor. But what would you recommend after a home exfoliation? What kind of treatment or what kind of moisturizer or serum would you have a client use after a home exfoliation? Again, depending on, on the skin type, and I'm going to talk about the more mature skin, considering that's who I am, and I've already dealt with the issues of my skin and trying to keep it, you know, youthful looking and aglow. So a more mature skin, because the, as we age, everything slows down, we do need more hydration. We do need to use more serums. We do need to use more oil-based moisturizers. So when we think of oil-based, that could be a moisturizer with a vitamin A. It could be a moisturizer with a ceramide. These are all oil-based. And the reason we need that is because with dry skin, you're losing water and you have no oil. So a serum, if you place a serum on the skin and it is a hydrating serum, well, you need something occlusive to go on that skin to lock that moisture into uh, the lower layers of, of, of the skin. And therefore, now the skin is going to look hydrated. It's going to look plump, fine lines disappear, uh, wrinkles are softened. And it's because now it's almost like the desert, okay? Uh, you know, when it's really dry and cracked, you know, you see all these lines and everything. As soon as you put water 
and all on that, it smooths it out. Well, that's the same with dry skin. It does the same thing. Now, with oily skin, it's a matter of hydrating. They need more water in the skin to balance it out. And so there are products, you know, and I would love to offer your um, listeners um, a discount and um, on uh, some of the ingredients in the product that will be for not only mature skin, but also for uh, oily skin to help them to balance out um, their skin type. Pamela, you mentioned to me that you had a special offer for all the listeners of Ask the Beauty Advisor. Why don't you go ahead right now and let the listeners know about that special? Well, our special is uh, the one thing I'd love your, your your audience, especially your mature skin audience to try, is our multi-peptide. The multi-peptide is such an awesome ingredient, peptide itself. It stimulates collagen. It relaxes after a period of time. Now, I'm going to use the word Botox, but it isn't Botox. But it relaxes the muscles that now the um, fine lines do not appear as quickly. But most of all, like I said, it's a collagen builder. We all know collagen, collagen burns the skin. So it also has the hydration uh, in uh, water base which is a hyaluronic acid, and I'm sure you've probably heard of hyaluronic acid. So all these phenomenal ingredients are uh, mixed into the serum. And um, to lock that in, I would recommend the ceramide uh, cream, which is, again, oil that uh, a more mature skin will need for that skin. So I would like to give them a 25% discount and all they would have to do is really go to my website, which is www.globalskincareproducts, with an S, dot com. And we're going to have you put in the code beauty show, which you would put in when you're about to pay. Uh, it'll ask you for that code. And this will be an offer. Uh, that will end in January of 2016. So listeners, listen up. You want to get in there and jump in on that opportunity. That's 25% off. That's a fantastic deal. I will also put a direct link right there in the show notes. So all you have to do is click on that direct link. You'll go right to Pamela's website and you can check out all of her products. Pamela, it's been amazing having you on again today. I'm excited to hear from you, and I know we'll have you back again. I know you're a busy lady, so I'm not going to keep you any longer. Have a great day. You as well, and Deanna, I appreciate and thank you immensely for this opportunity. Um, wow. I just love, I love uh, giving um, education to your audience so that they can make informed choices when they either buy a product or see a um, um, skincare professional. Well, it's always uh, fabulous having you on. Thank you so much. 